0: God. And a big hello to those who are watching or listening online. So great to have you as part of the Connect Family, we hope you enjoy uh, the message. The uh, when we were in India, obviously a couple of months in India when we uh, uh, first arrived. One of the things I like to do is show uh, people around, and of course we had the family there for uh, the um, first part or first few weeks uh, of the time. And for Kyle, Jeremy, and Anna, it was their first time in Asia, their first time in India, and also their first time in Goa, where Anita is from. And so one of the things I like to do when uh, when we go to Goa, we show people the sites, show them uh, the different things. And so one of the must-dos when you go to Goa is go to a place called Old Goa. And Old Goa is a world heritage site. And it's, it's a place where there are many churches, but two really big Catholic churches, one built in the 15th century and one built in the 16th century. And they're on opposite sides of the road uh, to each other. They're massive places, amazing architecture. And, and so on and so I always like to take uh, people there and so as we, we pulled up we we actually jumped in a little there was we're, we're pretty big people as you as you I don't know. but uh, yeah you know life's been good life's been good so we anyway we got in this little Maruti eight hundred cc car Suzuki and went eee! for an hour and we ended up in old uh, old go we parked and we got out in the two churches one on this side of the road and one on that side of the road. And so we went to church number one. And you've got to understand there's, there's hundreds, if not thousands of people who come to that church. Like I say, World Heritage Site, they come to that church every single day from all over the world, people from all nations, people from all faiths as well. You'll see Muslims there, you'll see Hindus there, all coming to uh, have a look at these historic buildings. And so as we got to church number one, we uh, walked in. And one of the things I noticed sort of immediately Yes, I, I walked into that church was a priest, and he was a he seemed like a you know, pretty, pretty bouncy sort of a happy, uh, happy chappy. And 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 uh, again, there are people asking, "Could you bless me, Father? Could you bless me?" And and so this priest was happily just, oh, you know, shakabundering or whatever, whatever they do. And uh, you know, the Lord, you know, and, and just, you know, he was blessing people as they were coming through. I thought that's kind of cool. He's a happy guy. There's some other priests there. They were laughing and and, and having a, a, a just a good time and seeing all these people coming, uh, coming through. And obviously, everyone's respectful of. The services that are taking place there, and all the stuff that's going uh, going on there, and so we, it took us about twenty minutes to go uh, go through church number one, and then it came time to go through church number two, and so we came out. By that time, the sun's really—mind you, the sun's sort of always hot in the near. But we we, we came. I heard you've had some pretty good weather yourself, Amen. Yeah. Hey, Come on, so so we're sitting there going, "Are you kidding me? Thirty degrees? uh oh, it's just crazy." So so anyway, that the, the, we came out. And we're heading up. Over the road to church number two on the opposite side of the road. As we're approaching church uh, number two, I, I see a big board at the entrance. A big board with all the stuff on it. As I start looking at the board, it's all the stuff that you're allowed to do and not allowed to do and all the etiquette and what clothes you should be wearing and definitely wearing clothes and, and, and stuff and making sure that this bit of yourself is covered up and so on. And and, and of course, uh, right next to that board was a little lady enforcer uh, of the board. The enforcer lady of the, I call her the board lady. I mean, she was uh, there and she enforced that board, let me tell you with a passion. With a with a passion, and so I was in my my shorts, you know, the rebel that I am, and and so of course shorts are not allowed, but I managed to sneak in uh, the, the 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 cathedral church there and church number two, and I I got in and I started uh, started walking. Now now she didn't see me. She didn't see me. I don't know. I'm pretty hard to miss, but she she didn't see me because she was so busy telling off, ranting and raving at another group of people who had come in, and she was sort of yelling at them. So, But as I tried to walk around church number two, as I tried tried to walk around, it was really hard to sort of take in the atmosphere of the amazing architecture and stuff like that because of all the noise this lady was making. Because she was yelling at people and telling uh, uh, telling people off, so I sort of just went, "Oh, this is not a nice environment. I'm I'm, I'm going to go out." And the other reason I was go out because a lot of our other kids they couldn't get in, they couldn't get in. I mean, the way Carl was dressed, my goodness, <laughs> singlet and. Uh, so they, they couldn't get in. And so, so I start walking out. I know, I know Grace did get in for a time, but then Grace got upset that the lady was yelling at, at, at people. And Grace shouldn't have even got in the way she was dressed. But she she got in. <laughs> But then she got upset. And of course, her husband, she's newly married. So she didn't, want, she didn't want her husband left outside and her doing that. So she again went outside. She didn't stay in the church. She went uh, uh, back out of there. And, and same for me. I was like, oh, I don't want to be just here. This is not a good environment. And so I started walking out. And as I'm walking out, a board lady, you know, so she's there. And another group of people are coming in. And this is what she, I'm not joking here. This is what she said. She said, what you people looking. Looking, trying to look like all models and all that Trying to come into the house of God I was like, are you kidding me, lady? So she wasn't saying that to me, of course But, but as, I, as I went out, I want to tell you, I was furious so I, I was I, 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 I was furious because you see what's going on in my head I'm thinking here you've got this upper opportunity and, and there's all these people of, of faith and, and from different faiths and uh, there's Muslims there there's Hindus there there's all that all of this might be the only time they ever walk into a church it might be the only time that they ever uh, see uh, any type of the Christian uh, expression and, and 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 things and this is their experience I was annoyed because because of the contrast between church uh, number one and the contrast between uh, church number two. So I, I, was, I, I was upset. I was like, this shouldn't be happening. And I, I came out and said, oh, I need to say something. I need to say something. So uh, I'm going you know, to get myself psyched up. And of course, uh, Grace Grace says, like, Dad, don't, 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 say, don't say anything. Because here's the thing. Outside, other people... Okay, so they realized the board there and got it and they were trying to borrow each other's clothes and swap their clothes and take jackets and put it so they could cover themselves to, to uh, uh, get in. And the lady standing at the door saying, I see you trying to cover yourselves and doing all that. I'm not going to uh, let you in. flipping. heck, we need God to cover us. We need to stop it. This lady's stopping people. They're trying to get into church. They're trying to get in and she's trying to keep them out. So I was, I was, I was mad. I was like, I gotta say something. And Grace is like, Don't, Dad, don't, Dad. And you gotta understand, I'd already been involved in a previous altercation. <laughs> okay, so a uh, couple of days before, at Bombay airport, we'd arrived and flying in the middle of the night. We get there, we we come to our domestic flight from Mumbai to uh, uh, Goa, and we're sitting in the lounge at Mumbai airport. Everyone's gathered there for the flight. And the Air India guy comes out and he says, uh, excuse me, everyone, the, the flight's not going to be able to uh, go. This flight, there's a technical problem. So I want you to move from gate five over to gate six, which was just over here. On the other, other side, we've got another plane. We'll get, It might take about an hour, and that'll get that, or get that all sorted. And then suddenly these people, these guys, were like started fighting with them. I said, what is this? What are you doing? What a crazy thing. You give me my money back. And everyone's like going. I was like, what is going on here? Are we on a reality television show or something uh like that and so they started yelling so like, this is this is too much anyway after about half an hour the guys are still trying to get the plane ready i mean delays happen right you know so they're still trying to get the these two little Indian guys they're getting the plane ready and and these guys they're quite big guys they came up and they they they, they were like you need to get to give us some money back and then everyone you got to understand in india Often when you're going to fight, it's who yells the loudest wins. I mean, it's just the, uh, just the thing. So I'm like, they're screaming at this guy, yelling at all oh, a big crowd of them. And there was a lot of foreigners there just standing there going, what is going on? And so I was like, this is, I mean, delays happen, right? It's what happened. So in the end, I couldn't hack it any, anymore. And I knew I had my son-in-laws to come and rescue me if it was there. So I just got in the middle of the crowd and I said, excuse me, what are you doing? And why are you doing this? It's like delays happen. This is an airport. It's normal. This is not over the top. They're providing another aircraft. It's like you're acting like children. Why are you doing And they're like, why are you on their side? I'm like, I'm not on anybody's side. I'm just like, this is just what happens in airports. And, and, and it, calmed the whole, uh, it calmed the whole situation. Get down. I was like, drop the mic and walk away. So Grace knows I'd already been involved in an altercation, but that was with guys. This was a lady, and I'm like, "Oh, come on!" And then of course, Gia's there, and Gia, Gia's like, "I, I want to say something." I'm like, "You go, girl." Somebody's got to say something. Now I want to get this right, so I want to read it. So Gia goes up to, uh, <laughs> "Don't mess with Gia when she's in this farm." Just uh, this is a this is a serious uh, a serious. Uh, A serious warning. So like I said, I was was furious. Gia goes, I almost said Jesus goes. I mean, he probably was going. But Gia said this, she said, excuse me, excuse me. Can you just tell me how is the Jesus in this church different than the Jesus in that church? How is the Jesus different in this church, church number two, than the Jesus that's in church number one? The lady's response was, don't talk to me about Jesus. You want to talk about Jesus? You go and talk to the parish priest or, uh, or, or, or whatever. And, and she's like, I'm just doing my job. And I'm like, you're doing it really well. <laughs> and so Jesus talking to her. She's like, you, you, you could actually do your job a little nicer though. Couldn't you? You could actually do your uh, job a bit uh, uh, nicer. And Gia, Gia said this, how do you expect people to come to know God when you treat them like that? Walk away. That was not right. She was, she was disturbed. We were all, all disturbed. I've got my message today, A Tale of Two Churches. How could two churches right next door to each other on opposite sides of the road, so close to each other, be so different? One church was like, come in. The other church was like, keep out. How could that happen? If I could narrow it down, I could narrow it down really to, to, to one word, and that is culture. Culture. Every organization, every, every family, every church, every nation has a... Culture, it surrounds what we, we value. When I looked up in the dictionary, the definition of culture, here's what it said. In one dictionary, it said, the attitudes and behavioral characteristics of a particular social group. In another dictionary, it said, the way of life, especially the general customs and beliefs of a particular group of people at a particular time. All groups of people have a culture. Your family has a culture. You, you, you might be, uh, if people come to your house, you, you, people ask you, oh, would you like me to take my shoes off? You might be a take my shoes off culture kind of family. Nothing wrong with that. Another family might be, no, no, keep your shoes on kind of culture. Every church, every nation has a culture. You go to India, the traffic culture, it's different, man. It's, it's, it's crazy stuff. I actually taught Anita's sister to drive while I was there in her little new Suzuki 800, and it was a scary day. Because there was not many... Actually, scary days. Um, And there wasn't wasn't many places that we could practice. So we had to actually drive on the road and do it. And it was really a few times I had to grab the steering wheel, especially one day when she she turned into just about home and she turned into the street, but then hit the accelerator instead of the uh, the brake and started heading towards the coconut trees. And in front of those coconut trees were two policemen. Oh, I'd never seen them so scared in my life. I managed to grab the steering wheel, spin it away and give a wave and <laughs> head off. But every, every culture has different kinds of things that are going on and we don't always start understand. Churches have different cultures. Churches have different cultures. We don't always understand. You go to another church. We don't always, if you're new here, even today, you might go, well, okay, why are they doing that and how do they uh, do that and why is that happening and whatever. We, we don't always understand the culture or what's going on in a church, especially when we come new, when we were in India this time. A few months ago, I'd organized Pastor Jared from the South Island to, uh, he wanted to go to India. He'd never been to India before. He's our youth leader for the whole of New Life South Island. He's like, look, could you set up a trip to India? I said, well, I can only really take you into uh, our church there, with Church, Pastor Prem, who was in Sangita, who were here. I was like, I can set you up there. You can preach the Sunday before I'm there. And, um, yeah, just yeah, you know, preach your heart out and pray for everybody. And, but it's his first time to India, so he doesn't understand uh, the culture, right? So it's his first service. He's sort of still jet-lagged. He's coming in, and, and the worship's going, and he's, you know it's his first time. He's like, praise God, hallelujah. And, 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 and after the worship, Pastor Prem gets up, and he says, Oh, Pastor Jared, please, can you come? Three people stood up the front. He's like, oh, yeah? He's like, can you please pray for these uh, three people's bodies? He's like, okay. Okay, he's like, okay, maybe they're sick. What's going on? Let's pray for their bodies. And so he gets up and he's like, in the name of Jesus. If you know Jared, he prayed his heart out. I mean, he prayed covered every area of their (laughs) bodies, every part of them. Where he was like, (laughs) he's like, he's going heart out praying, like for five minutes. He's like, I really gave it my best. And when that was finished, he went to sit down. And Pastor Prem said, No, no, wait, come back, come back. Give them these cards. And so he's like, okay, little envelopes and stuff. So he gave them these uh, envelopes and thought, mate, you know, shook their hand. And they were all smiling and shook their hand. And he gave them another card and shook uh, shook their hand. And he's like, okay, maybe they give vouchers for people who are prayed for or something. like that. And, and, and anyway, so as he went to sit down, everybody stood up and said, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to all the people that were there. <laughs> happy birthday, everybody. You know, so. It was birthday not body but you know you don't when you don't understand the culture of that church I'm going to tell that story everywhere man The thing was I was preaching there the next week and they had no idea that's what he was doing so I told them they laughed their heads off There Turn to the person next to you and say have a happy body <laughs> yeah, Body yeah definitely But see, as I thought about this experience with Church 1 and Church 2, and again, maybe I only noticed it because they were together, uh, so close to each other, and it happened one after the other. I, I started going, you know, and everything, I can find a sermon. What, 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 what were the lessons we could learn there as we're wanting to connect people to Jesus and their purpose? What, what, what things can we learn from that experience? And uh, here, here, I've got three things just throughout. I guess there could be more. But here's the things that I just picked up in my spirit. And I pray it helps us. And I guess what we're doing here, church number two, listen, here's point number one. Church number two was more about the place than the people. Church number two was more about the place than the people. The culture, however, church number one was more about the people than the place. When you walk in and the priest is blessing people there and spending time with people church number church number 2 priorities were round the wrong way and and it sort of reminded me of this this passage in scripture uh, you you may know where the the pharisees or the teachers of the Law got upset with Jesus' disciples. They, they they were picking the heads of grain on the Sabbath as they were were, were walking along, and maybe they're having a little nibble, maybe they were hungry or whatever. But but as the Pharisees saw them, they got upset. Why? Because you're not supposed to work on the Sabbath. And so when they saw them picking the heads of grain, they were like, You're harvesting the field. You're like, you like harvesting, like we're just picking the grain. No, you're harvesting, you're you're doing work. And they they, they got upset. And Jesus said. This and, and he helped them get their priorities around the right way. He he said, listen, and in Mark chapter 2, verses 27 and 28, he says, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for man, to help man, not man for the Sabbath. Again, what we do here is not not not, not to glorify ourselves but what it is to help people. Come on, somebody. We want to see people's lives change and turn around. And these people had their priorities. The lady at the door had her priorities. Board woman had the, her priorities around the wrong way. In fact, in chapter 3, immediately following where Jesus says this, he, Jesus heals a man on the Sabbath. It says in chapter 3, verse 1, Another time Jesus went into the synagogue and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Verse 2, some of them were looking, the Pharisees were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely. Listen to this. They watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath. Rather than going, uh, understand this, there's no concern for the man with a shriveled hand. There's no concern with, oh man, wouldn't it be great if he could get healed? They're more worried about, you better not do this on the Sabbath. There's no concern at all for the man himself. The Bible tells us Jesus actually got mad here. In verse 3, it says, Jesus said to the man with the shriveled hand, and he's like, just well, let me show you. Stand up in front of everyone. I'm not even going to do this in private. I want you, I'm going to do this in front of everybody. Then Jesus asked them, which is law for on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they remained silent. He looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts. They were stuck in stubbornness. And they said to the man, stretch out your hand. Jesus said, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was completely restored. How many, if we were in a service today and somebody came up and my hand was shriveled and we said in the name of Jesus and, his, and, and it was here, would not go, oh, thank you, Jesus. On, where would we not? We'd be pretty pumped about that. We'd be pretty, uh, pretty excited. Not these guys. Why? Because they had their priorities around the wrong way. He stretched it out and the hand was completely restored. Then the Pharisees went out. Listen, this is what they did. say: saying, wow, we have been so wrong. We have really got at the wrong end of the stick." This is what they did. Then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. Wow. They missed it. Instead of, wow, what an incredible miracle, they got upset. Listen, why? Because they were focused on the wrong things. The emphasis and the energy uh, was on what really ultimately didn't matter. They, they, that for me was like the culture of church number two. They were, they were spending time on things that didn't really matter. Church number one was coming. Church number two was keep out. Church number one had a culture of inclusion. Church number two had a culture of exclusion. And yes, I'm, I'm sure church number two, when it was originally made, it was made to be a place where, where people could encounter God. But somewhere along the way, they had lost perspective of that. And over time, they became more worried about the place than the people. The second thing, or second thing I noticed about church number two, was that it was focused on outward appearance. It was focused on outward appearance rather than inward appearance. Work of the heart. It was keep the sinner out rather than get the sinner in. Keep that withered hand, dysfunctional person out. Rather than saying, how can I get him in? As I said, as I, as I stood outside the church, I was furious because one of my values is let, let let them come in. Let the people come in. Let, let them come in and I'm standing out there going, this is such an easy fix. You know they need to get with their service planning team or whatever and get this thing fixed. All they had to do, all they had to do, was provide shores for people. Just provide shores so people can. In fact, it could even be a business. Rent a shore. You could get your brother. The bored lady could get her brother to set up a little business around the corner that's rent a shore. Not ready to go into the cathedral. Rent a shore. Nine ninety nine this weekend. Get one free. You know. So I mean, they could. Have, this is such an easy. Easy fix, but their, their, their eyes were focused on the wrong thing. And it's so easy for us, and I guess a challenge for us, it's so easy for us to get focused on the outward appearance as well, to forget about the heart. And, and to, just to remind us today that we have serve a God who works on us, not from the outside in. He works on us from the inside out. He works on our heart. Come on, somebody. I need to hear an amen. It works in us. I've said it over the years. This is the glorious truth of the gospel. The glorious truth of the gospel. It's not that God comes to us and says, change and then you can follow me. He says, follow me and you will change. If you follow me, if you follow me with all of your heart and soul and mind and strength, you will change as you allow my spirit to speak to you. Because how many know he's not finished with us yet? Oh, we turn up at church and we look pretty. We turn up at church and we look like we got it all together. But how many know we all got stuff? Tap your neighbor and say, I know you got stuff. Tap your neighbor on the other side and your second choice and go, wow, I know he's got a lot of stuff. I mean, come on, we all got stuff. As we follow him, he changes us from the inside out. Church number two was more worried about what was going on the outside. They're more worried about people trying to to cover themselves up rather than allowing God to cover. let, Let me tell you, the only thing that can cover our sin, the only thing that can cover is nothing, nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. Come on, somebody. That's what the good news of the gospel is about. I'm preaching myself happy the final thing number 3 was how much i when i thought about the difference between church number 1 and church number 2 how was number 3 how much difference can one person make how much difference can one person make see one person can make a difference to how many people will see church one per. That's, that's what blew my mind. I like hundreds, maybe thousands of people every day are encountering this lady, Come on. the bored lady. They go, they go to church number one, and they see the priest blessing. They go to church number two and see the bored lady stressing. Come on, somebody. <laughs> And thousands of people every day are getting the contrast uh, uh, between the two. And, and, and it's like, what a difference one life can make. Even at a big cathedral, even at a, at a big church, just one person on the door. One person that, who, who's like grumpy, grumpy. Or one person who's, who's more focused on rules than relationship. Or one person that's more focused on, on the stuff that really doesn't matter can make a big difference. Not to just how they perceive church, but to how people perceive God. Yeah. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And that's what was making me so mad. I'm like, these Hindus are visiting church for the first time and they see board lady. And see, that's all about rules and it's all about following the board and following I don't know there, there, there was God only has ten commandments. See they had about twenty <laughs> things you could do. Maybe she doesn't know what she's, she's doing and it's just a reminder, maybe sometimes we don't know what we're doing, how we're perceived, because we're stuck in our problems and we're stuck in our situation, we're stuck in our world and we're stuck in the things that we're going through and we don't always realize how we we impact other people through our lives. And this is where... You know, I guess I want to make it relevant to us and our lives as followers of of Christ, because our lives also affect many. And maybe we don't know, or we don't get that, or 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 understand that. For for years, I've said, if you've been part of the church for a while, you would have heard me say, the church is not the steeple; it's the people. The steeple, it's the people. You would have heard me say, we don't go to church; we are the church. We are the church. Church is not a building, but a uh, people. And, and so the question, I it was just going through my head and visiting. What, what church do we want to be? Like church number one or like church number two? What kind of church do we want to be? Because the church you see is the church you'll be. And you've got to understand that, that, that how we carry ourselves. That, listen, if we want to be a friendly church, here's the thing. You've got to be friendly. You can't wait, oh, Pastor Neil will go and t- smile at the visitor. If we want to be a friendly church, that means you have to be friendly because we are the church. That's right. Well, tap your neighbor and say, "I think the preacher's talking to you." I mean, you, 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 you want to be fr- you, you want a friendly church. We got to be friendly. That means we can't ignore. The visitor. We can't ignore them. I feel uncomfortable. No, no, no. We are, we are the church because every single one of us are doorkeepers to our fathers. Come on. Better is one day in this house and the south. Better, better a doorkeeper. You got to understand that each one of our lives are a gate to how people will see to make them whether are we saying come in or keep out? What do our lives say? Come on. If you want to be a church, if you want to be a, a church of uh, a prayer, well, we got to pray. You know, it's again, I'm just saying, sometimes people come and say to me, you know, the church should do this, and the church, should. well, I'm like, you do it, you are the church. If you feel to do it, you can you do it. That's why I love connect groups, because it allows everybody, I feel to reach prison ministry, start a connect group that reaches prisons. Start something that will do do that. Every everyone can uh, can do it, so we can all do those things. So we are called oh, I feel to a pastor to uh, a ministry to uh, uh, reach out to the hurting and the uh, lonely. Start a connect group that reaches out to the hurting, and uh, this is the beauty of of it. Yeah. Have fifty connect groups that are reaching out to prisons. Have uh, you yeah, know and, and 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 this is the beauty of it. But each one of you are gatekeepers. Each one of you and how you respond. And each one of us can either can be like the, the priest that's blessing or the lady that's stressing. I don't know which one we are. And we can, I, if we're honest, we can, all be, we can all be either one or the other at times. Can I hear a good amen? Because all of us are human, but I wanted to make us where we need to be aware. I don't think that lady was aware of the impact she was having. Your one life. Your one life when people meet you and when they see you and when they uh, they talk with you. Does it bring people into the house of God or repel them away from it? You know, in that book of Acts, it says when the Holy Spirit came uh, upon the people. Actually, before that, it actually, listen, Jesus said, you are the light of the world, didn't he? You're the light of the world. Each one of us, maybe that lady didn't realize that. He he didn't say actually, Jesus didn't say, I'm the light of the world. He said, you are the light of the world. You're the ones who shine the light. It's not the professional pastors or the people who do that. It's all of us. He says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Church is not Anita. It's an I. It's all of us. You are you and I are the church. In Acts chapter one, verse eight, when they received the Holy Spirit, here is what the Holy Spirit was for. It says, "When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall be my what? My witnesses, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, and even to the remotest parts of the earth." That's us, people. Where is witnesses? Bible says we are as witnesses. The question is what type of witness will we be? Like church one or like church two? What type of church do you want this to be? Like church one or like church two? You know, a witness of course is someone who provides evidence for, for something. I think I did a message, it might have been over a year ago or a couple of years ago and I I said this, if you were arrested for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Would people be able to say, yeah, we can point this out about this person's life? So I guess what I want us to take away from this today is, again, what type of church do we want to be? What what type of culture do you want to have in this church? Do do you want to to be like number one or or, or where, where, where people are blessed? each one of us are like a gate how we live and what we do and how we say and how we act will affect people's if you like vision of the church and their vision of God one life your life can make a big difference let us be ones who have a heart to fill God's house that's God's heart so that was Jesus' heart he, he was like go into the highways and Luke chapter 14 verse 23 he, he talked about the parable go, go, go into the highways and I compel compel people to come into my house that my house will be full God, use us to make this happen. Amen? Is that all right? Let's be like church number one, where we bless and encourage people and welcome them in to a place where they can have an encounter with God. Every head bowed and every eye closed in this auditorium. And as I said, At the beginning of my time of preaching, I want to give an opportunity for you here today to find Christ, an opportunity for you here today. Maybe you're here today and you've never actually given your life to God. You've never actually said yes to Jesus. You're here today and you know your life is not right with God. The Bible says this, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. You're here today and you're saying, Pastor, that's me. But Pastor, you don't know how bad I am. Let me remind you. The gospel is not about how bad you are, but about how good God is. That He has made a way where there seemed to be no way. He has died your death so you can live His life. Today, if you know I need to get right with God, in a moment, I'm going to say a prayer. And that prayer is one that says, come, Jesus, come into my life. If, you're, if you want to be included in that prayer, if you're, you're saying, Pastor, can you include me in that prayer? right now, wherever you're sitting. Don't worry about who's on your left or who's on your right. If you know you need to get right with God, I just want, and you're saying, I want to be included in that prayer. I want you to slip your hand up wherever you are, right up high in the air so I can sit. Just saying, I need to get right with God here today. Anyone here today? You know you need to get right with God. Just slip your hand up. Anyone here? I want to move past this point without giving people an opportunity. You know your life is not right with God. Anyone here today? I don't care. Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I come to you today and just thank you, Father God, for the, the, the way that you have made us to be witnesses for your kingdom and for your glory. Help us to be witnesses. For you in the places that we live and work this we ask in Jesus name and everybody said